Spotify. No. Fan. Tussie. Seven. Welcome to the podcast. It's turn-based memories. It's time to test your nostalgia for some JRPGs. Was it truly epic or just rose-colored glasses? Sit back, relax, and let us entertain your RPG playing asses. Welcome, finally, to the Final Fantasy VII episode, episode 16 of Turn-Based Memories. In preparation for today, my co-host Mel has played Final Fantasy VII for the first time in his life. For those who don't know, Final Fantasy VII was developed by the company Squaresoft before they merged with Enix and became Square Enix. It was released on the PlayStation 1 in 1997 in all regions. It was the first FF not to be released on a Nintendo console because it was just too big of a game. Back in 97, JRPGs weren't as popular as they are today. Some games such as Chrono Trigger and Super Mario RPG gained some popularity and primed Western audiences to fall in love with the genre. But Final Fantasy VII is credited as having single-handedly made RPGs borderline mainstream in popularity in the West. It's going to be a great show. Sit back and relax as Mel and myself, the legendary Zoltan, talk about what we loved and what we didn't love about the original Final Fantasy VII. Let's see if Mel's brand new experience with the game matches up with our old-school nostalgia-laden experience. On this, the 16th episode of your favorite JRPG podcast, Turn-Based Memories. Okay, we're back. This is segment two. We're doing things a little differently, as you probably already heard. So now is the time where I'm going to ask my co-host, Zoltan, a couple questions, because I'm the one who most recently played this video game, which leads us to the first question, Mm. Zoltan. When is the last time, not the first time, but the last time you played Final Fantasy VII, uh, at least most of the way through? Uh, I don't remember many More years than ago. Ten years. Not ten. No, no, no. It was like, okay. Let's say it was within five years. I don't know. It might have been ten years ago, actually. Time flies. I remember so. the last time I had to buy it because I'm one of those stupid people who buys games and then sells games and wishes they had the old ones again. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, uh, I remember buying it again, which was like about ten over ten years ago. Yeah. So, I'm sure I've played it once since then, <laughs> since buying it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I played up through, uh, like, part of it, like, through Cosmo Canyon or something recently. Right. And that's then I right. stopped yeah. <laughs> for the new So, that's, format. like, almost exactly a third of the way through. It might be, yeah. Sort of. Um, of the original game. Uh, so, oh, referencing the remake. Uh, so... <sighs> 
When is the first time you played this game? Like, I, how soon to the original release? Pretty soon, I think. I wasn't keeping track of, uh, you know, video game news back then, but I was a senior in high school, I think, is the first time I played it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was a senior in high school, so that was 1998. Eight, I'm going to say. So that would have been about a year after the game came out. Seven or eight. It, yeah, it, it, might, it was during the year, so it might have been seven. It came out early 97. It came out early 97? Okay. I probably early played it. Early 97 like, in the U.S. Yeah, yeah I, I probably played it mid-97 or something. I played it during oh, that actually, year. Actually, it came out September 7, 97. That's right, 7, 7, 97. Oh, okay, so kind of late or, then. Okay. Uh, 9, 7, 97. Yeah, uh, so I played it back then. I saw um like so, a couple other people had it. And then I'm like, right. okay, I'll check that out. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. You know, that's okay. my first time I had a job, so I could just buy a game by myself back then, sure. finally. Now, given that time frame, and this game, again, came out in 1997, mm-hmm. um, let's test your memory a little bit. Do you remember, now, you did play this more recently. Like The mechanics are going to be roughly fresh in your mind. So mm. when you played, what version of the game did you play most recently? Like what, the what most recent one. Yeah. The, the most recent one was the PS4 release. Okay, so PS2 playing on PS4, so it was like a, a legit official, fully featured version. Yeah. Now I didn't play an emulated version. What I played was the Steam re-release. So I think this is like the second PC version of Final Fantasy VII. I don't know what year this version came out, but it's missing some. Uh, features here and there in terms like what? it doesn't have the boost mode that the oh, latest yeah. Final Fantasy 7 re-release on Steam okay. has um, and the controller support is weird oh, man. coming off of that era of PC console ports where controller support was like all over the map and no one really nailed it down for some damn reason as if you were going to play this game with a keyboard and mouse <laughs> But I used a uh, controller because that's still the best way to do it. My biggest problem was, and this isn't really, this can't be a mark on the original game at all. The it was only analog, no D-pad support whatsoever. Even the, even the menus. Even then. in the goddamn menus. Oh, that's sucky! It's so bad, and the amount of times I messed up. Selecting characters in combat, <laughs> yeah. Selecting items in combat because it's all semi real time. So you're kind of under pressure to press the right buttons and make the right selections. Um, so that got on my nerves a lot. Just going over my actual experience here. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. Several of the mini games were outright busted. Oh, like I had really? to really, because a lot of them were like, okay, hold up, and then hold, go to this number, and then press down to that number, and doing that with an analog stick, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard. It was way harder than it had to be. A lot of these mini games. Uh, so that actually brings me to another question. Do you remember how many mini games are in this game? Not the number, but I remember there were a lot. <laughs> there were a lot more I like than them. I was prepared for. Mm, I like so most you liked of them. So you liked them on the overall. Okay, I thought they were kind of frustrating. Like cuz I was mm. had a hard time understanding what some of them were asking me to do and the reason for that. And again, this can't really be a knock on the, the, the game proper mm. is that this game, even though you used the controller, the version I played, would still reference 
keyboard buttons for like press you know why (laughs) well actually what it would do was it would reference your action so and it called the act like press the menu button to do xyz right so mm. that would make sense if they just said press the menu button instead they would press say press select press switch switch Uh... the fuck is switch (laughs) which is apparently uh like the back button i think it's so fucking janky (laughs) man (laughs) yeah but i i muddled through it i got through all that and i'm I'm not gonna knock the game for that but you thought overall like the the minigames were i guess what like a nice breakup of the pace of the game well i just no i'm never looking to break up pace of my games i'm always looking to just have fun the whole way through and (laughs) (laughs) uh i thought they were fun i really like the snowboarding physics it's fun it goes faster and faster and that's that was actually not bad yeah i only went down the mountain once did you like do it over and over i think i did yeah not i did it later at the uh, gold saucer oh right you could do that see the gold saucer was a thing where i was just like there's a lot going on here, and there's a lot that I don't have time for. But I did play some of the mini games. I got hooked on a little bit, like the the hoop challenge one. We got to throw the basketball <laughs> into the hoop. You just have to time yeah. it like one second or something, right? Once, yeah. But getting that timing consistently is actually pretty hard. Yeah. I kept trying uh, to line it up with the beat of the music, and I don't think it's like perfectly on a beat. No. Yeah. No, I don't think so at all. No. Um, certainly not the version I played. But, yeah, I mean, I dabbled a little bit in the gold saucer, but there were a lot, uh, like, the whole gold points, I guess. They're not GP. It is GP. 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 Gold points. Um, I really didn't bother with terribly much. But, um, so let's get to my my next question. So, the... um, Well, wait, while while we're on the subject of minigames, what did you think of the Tifa Escape minigame? Oh, dude, I pressed buttons until it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. I had that. no fucking idea what to do <laughs> that entire time. And I actually, at some point, looked at a guide. Aww. Because by that point, well, by that point, I was like, all right, what do I got to do? I just want to look ahead to see what I have to do. Mm. Because the plot was, like, I wasn't reading plot points. I was just like, all right, where, yeah, where, I know. Should, I, should I get XYZ like item? Or should I be grinding here a little bit? I didn't want to like take longer than I did, so um, that one guide was no help. It was like press this button and this button and this button and these two buttons together, then this button up and then down, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> because of your controller layout stuff, right? Because my controller layout. This was a guide for the original PS One release. Yeah, and so that <laughs> didn't translate over, but Man, I, I managed. <laughs> I think you messed up your experience a little bit by choosing that version. I may have, and not having known that going in, because I was like, this would be a perfectly fine version. I play all my games on PC. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can't say it made me hate the game at all, because the real, I mean, the, the hours and hours you're spending with this are exploring around in the overworld, getting into all kinds of combat, and then the story, and the story beats. And I liked all of that. Mm. Um, go ahead and go on with your next point, then. So my next point was, uh, let's see here, what do I have? So as we all know, including myself before getting started, Final Fantasy VII was launched in the heyday of pre-rendered graphics. When you last played, or if you can recall when you first played Final Fantasy VII, Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Likely on the CRT when, when it was it in '97. Yeah. Uh, do you recall having a hard time navigating the backgrounds and seeing your character at all? A little bit, yeah. But I thought that was part of the puzzle of in, of uh, hmm. getting through each area. So it never bothered me. I know a lot of people are like, I can't the but like the directions you push down, but he goes down diagonal, and um, you can't see him when he goes behind the mountain, and he's too small and it's hard to tell where you can walk and where you can't actually walk in this painting. And yeah, I always so, enjoyed that. Just looking I, for that. Man, I didn't always enjoy it when it worked. And when the scenery looked like clearly way better than a PS one game is supposed to look, I was like, this was working. This effect, this, this scenery is really coming together because of the pre-rendered path. But there were other scenes like when you're trying to escape Midgar up the pipes Yo, that's oh, a hard one, yeah. <laughs> that's so hard. And then when you're trying, there was another scene, um, actually also in Midgar, there was like this one really, I don't know if you even remember it, this kind of innocuous hallway where there's a, a pipe that fell down. You're just walking forward. Like Sorry, in what area are we in? Midgar again, after the collapse. Okay. And there's like this pipe that fell down and you're actually supposed to walk across it yes 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 and there's a going under it yeah there's (laughs) a bulldozer there's a bulldozer right next to it in that freaking scene and i'm thinking okay i gotta go into the bulldozer and move the pipe (laughs) and that never happened God, that part, I was yeah. like, this is actually the game. This is not my stupid version of the game. Yeah, this is game. something the game <laughs> was always doing. Yeah. And it wasn't actually until, I don't know, maybe a third of the way or, or slightly earlier in my time where I realized there was a button, I think one of the sticks that you could press in, that would turn on like highlights for where your character is and where the exits on the screen are. Yes, Okay, so you knew about that. I don't I know did. if that was like secret, like, but later, <laughs> maybe, I don't, maybe it was in the booklet, but they, I don't think they told you. I don't know. Maybe they told you in the beginners hall. I'm not sure. Oh, the beginners hall. That's right. I maybe. don't know if they did. I I went through a lot of that, but I, after I realized it was like very basic, like here's how an RPG works. I didn't read all of it. Uh, yeah, uh, but I did find it. I was like, oh, thank God. And I turned that shit on the rest of the game. <laughs> because I just, I wasn't sure what little, like, slightly dark patch of wall is a door and yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of hard to tell what is an exit <laughs> or what what side of the screen you could walk off of to go to another area and what side is just the side of the screen. <laughs> yeah, there, there are... Um, I, I'm into those kind of graphics that they had back on the PlayStation 1 where they put these kind of realistic looking backgrounds together and then they just freeze it into a 2d plane and then let your guy walk on it and yeah. stuff um they do it much better in final fantasy 8 and 9 is the same way yeah, yeah you and think nine. they do it better like it doesn't feel it's not those games are hmm. more realistic and i think it's more compromised because they're trying harder to capture like photorealism and but there's a lot of stylization even in the pre-rendered backgrounds of final fantasy 7 yeah, but I don't feel like there. I never had the moment where like, where am I? Where am I allowed to walk on this painting? Like it seemed kind of obvious most of the in time. Final Fantasy eight, eight and mean? nine, yeah, but eight and nine, not right. seven, yeah, and then uh, uh, seven rough in some spots. Yeah, and uh, Star Ocean two has the same style of backgrounds as well, mm. and they mm-hmm. I enjoyed them a lot. <laughs> yeah, so 
Uh, I thought I'd be more bugged by the actual polygonal parts of the graphics where the character models on the field are like super blocky. And I remember seeing that for the first time uh, when I played this game just for a couple minutes years ago and then put it down. I was like, man, these characters look like ass. (laughs) But as I played it more and more, I got to kind of like the blocky characters. And I think that had a lot to do with how little the game actually does take itself seriously, at least some of the time. Yeah. And they kind of play with the look of the characters. They're not afraid to get right up on those fucking blocky faces. <laughs> I know, right? Like, this is Cloud. He's having an emotion. Believe us. <laughs> Believe us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, this is Barrett's gun arm. Trust me. It's not just an octagon. <laughs> it's, it's a gun. It's really suiting. Thing. It's a gun. <laughs> and there his arm got shot off. Trust me. That's what's happening. Like, I was like, all right, I, all right, I get it. They're not afraid to show you this shit. They're not trying to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> or when they... <laughs> the best part of all is when in the scene where, uh, in Cloud's memory, where you're trying to... I guess you're going back in his memory and he's trying to figure out who he is, and it cuts to that photo of Cloud... Or not Cloud, but Zack, Sephiroth, and Tifa. Yeah. And it's like a legit photo. Yeah, it looks amazing. I'm like, <laughs> with these guys look like. <laughs> <laughs> I know right yeah I remember uh, that was almost made me laugh out loud like actually yeah I remember when uh, this game came out and we saw like scenes like that and also the uh, cinema scenes especially like all those cinema scenes those FMV scenes involving the weapons the the big <laughs> like ruby weapon I mean those guys yes. and you know that's like the most mind blowing part graphically people love those and I remember back in the day there was a, a time uh, me and a friend of mine were saying, man, it's going to be so awesome when we can play games and they're going to look like the FMVs. And then when I think it was as early, might have been as early as PS2, but definitely by PS3, regular graphics looked way better than FMVs in PS1 games. Do <laughs> you imagine playing a PS1 FMV game? Those like really shiny textures everywhere. Everything's yeah. got like weird bulkiness <laughs> to it. <laughs> Everything's so stiff. Did Did you notice that you can run around and move a little bit in some of those FMVs? Okay, that actually good. Thank you for reminding me because that actually impressed the hell out of me. I'm like, so I knew pre-rendered backgrounds were big in the time at the time. And I kind of thought I knew what to expect out of them. I was like, all right, the background's never going to move. And if it is moving, it's a cutscene and end of story. But they let you move around while it's moving around. I'm like, how the- I actually don't know how they did that. I know, right? <laughs> that was really impressive. And from <laughs> what little I've seen of Final Fantasy VIII, they do that way more in that game, don't they? They do, and it's even more impressive. Yeah, way more impressive. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the blocky characters, I guess, yeah, even when I first played, it didn't really bother me that they looked like that. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what they look like. That That's fine. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and in the in-battle models are way nicer. I kind of, it yeah. would be kind of cool if you could, like, get a mod where you could run around with those guys or whatever. But I, I think there's a, a charm to the blockiness of the field characters. I definitely got used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess... For me, that covers uh, the graphics. Like, the pre-rendered backgrounds were just real difficult to navigate sometimes. The puzzles, the minigames that might involve them to some degree. Uh, I just straight up did not involve, like, engage with any of that uh, RTS, like, Fort Condor shit. I was like, I hate RTSs. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, 
I like that game. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, oh, so you actually did you like so do you like replay most of the mini games overall? To like get like all the extra stuff. Back then I didn't, but uh, some other time later, not the first time, but later I did. The first time I played, I wasn't, I didn't care about the mini games. Mm-hmm. I was kind of neutral on them. But uh, sure. on a later playthrough, I played them. I'm like, you know, this is actually pretty cool. I like this, uh, and I wanted to play, play them more and like do well and get the high score on the snowboard and all that. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, the only thing. Mm. Go ahead. I didn't like the goddamn boxing game in the Gold Saucer. Did you play that? Uh no, I missed that one. Like it's cool looking and stuff because you it's in like the super, you know, freaking bright lights shining everywhere, colors and sounds going off everywhere in the little arcade room part of the uh it's in the same room as the snowboard. And anyway. Mm-hmm. And you walk up to it, you push the button and full on three D characters, one of Cloud and one of your enemy, shows up on like the platform and you push buttons high, low or medium hits oh i've the seen enemy. this i've seen bigger of this yes yeah and it's like i have no idea how you're supposed to figure out what's a good attack or if it is actually just entirely luck and <laughs> mm-hmm. it's impressive to watch that they like made this three these 3d models and they for this little tiny video game uh mini mini game i was impressed by that ps1 days and all that but uh that's the only mini game that i really really didn't like <laughs> Uh, the only mini game that really struggled, like I really struggled with, like and was about to walk away from the game from, was the <laughs> damn uh, because it was plot critical. Was the one where you have to resuscitate that girl on the beach. That's easy. I had a hard time. I don't know what's wrong. Maybe it's the version I'm playing or something. But I knew what to do. I was like, okay, uh, inhale up to whatever point, and then push the button. Breathe in. And it just wasn't doing it. I don't know what I was doing wrong. And then eventually it worked. <laughs> well, I was like, good. what is going on? All the other mini games oh. were like semi-optional, like the one where you have to r- r- memorize the motions in the marching band. Like you could just fuck oh, yeah. that up, and the game would keep going. Like it didn't. Yeah. It was just for bonuses. Man, I tried so hard to get that march perfect, and it never worked. <laughs> it never like every it time I play. Every time I play, like okay, I'm gonna get. The march, correct this time. I could never be exactly on t- in sync with everybody else and in the right spot. <laughs> it never happened yet. Mm. All right. So the mini games, the graphics, <laughs> uh, a little hit or miss in my book. I guess you liked it all overall a little bit more than I did. Yeah. Um, so my next question for you. Let me see here. Um, so at the most how much of this game did you complete when at the most completion that you ever made did you like go for a 100 percent run at some point or just try to get as much as you could i like, think i got ev almost everything. everything at least i didn't like have a uh i mean i guess i did look at some guides but i didn't like have one sitting by me with like a big checklist or anything but i sure. got which is a question i was going to ask you like i got knights of the round and the gold okay. chocobo and things like that uh, Okay, so uh, no, I did not. Oh, that was one of your questions. That was, but but I did after I finished, as I usually do with these playthroughs. I try to watch something uh, like I watch like the last third of the game on uh, what's called a long play. Yeah, if I know you ever look those up, right? So just to see, like, okay, what was I doing differently or wrong, or what does a complete playthrough look like? So I saw the Knights of the Round summon. 
And I saw the guy breeding and trading back and forth for the gold chocobo. Yeah. So I saw all that happen. I couldn't tell you how much of it, because the guy clearly knew what to do. Like It was someone who, you know, he was not wasting time. So yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what the struggle is. Like, wow, what do I do next? Blah, blah, blah. But um, I saw all that, and I was like, well, that's cool. <laughs> but uh, my, my so to give you the fuller picture of what I went through, I didn't get goofy. So that's probably a that's big weird. one in your book, yeah. right? I encountered her many oh, times. That's right. It's that's hard not to. Her goddamn mini game. <laughs> she has a damn mini game where you have to know like what exactly weird what series say. of yes and no's to say. And I tried so much where I was like, <laughs> "There's got to be something else. There's got to be." And I saw this guy because I skipped through his thing get her and i was like oh so i was like one or two questions away of just like this blind yes or no <laughs> yeah there's no way to really know and then she has a whole side quest i know that so obviously i didn't do hers in wutai yeah. right that whole continent she has a thing where she steals your material and whatever uh yeah. i didn't do any of that dude dude um, dude this is hilarious so she steals all your material right mm -hmm. i i think the reason this, what I'm going to say happened is because I had so much. I had so much goddamn material that she just couldn't take it all. And I had like three or four left <laughs> one time. Wow, I know she didn't take all of it. Okay. I think she normally does, but it's like some set really, really high number. And I still had more than that because I mastered a bunch, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know what the reason is. I thought that might be the reason why. <laughs> Yeah, the materia system, just as a side note here, I thought was really cool. Initially, I was like, this seems really limited. And then it wasn't until later in the game where I thought, all I'm doing is casting spells, and spells take forever to cast. <laughs> and uh. I was getting a little bumped out early in the game until I kind of realized that characters have roles, and some are definitely good for attacking. And then you have the enemy uh, skill materia, which is like the materia, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I was following a guide where, like, here are the skill enemy skills that you have to get. Which, if I wasn't following the guide for that, I would have, I would have never known. Like, that's really a trial and error process of, like, who does it give me? What does it do? Blah, blah, blah. So I got, like, all the all the big ones if you ever, like, grind it out for that. So, like, you know, Big Guard and... Uh, beta? Not Beta, because that was early on where you could fight that sandworm. Yeah, and Zolum. I didn't do that. Zolum, right. Uh, not Beta, but... Uh, Aqualung? Aqualung. Mm. Shit. I used Aqualung like 90% of the game. <laughs> all these giant like screen wipe ultimate... <laughs> yeah, they're all really good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. So that is like the Ur material. It's like the material I use. And you get like five of them uh, yeah <laughs> i never i never got a hundred percent on one of those enemy skills actually now that i, I think about it no. um so the other things that i did in this game i didn't get uh vincent although i came <laughs> you, you missed close. a lot man you didn't get two whole a, characters i can well from what i understand vincent doesn't really participate terribly much in the story he has one story beat that's kind of big sort of and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's he has like a reveal right. where he's like a, he was a Turk. It's more than and... that, though. And his Is it? Yeah. I'm, I don't really remember the details, but it was something like him and his wife. He, are... uh, Lucretia. Lucretia. Uh, was. Oh, shit. 
All right. This is going to actually lead into my next question. Okay. <laughs> uh, but let me finish up what I was saying here. So I didn't get Vincent, but I came so close that I was I beat the boss that gives you the key to get Vincent. So what happened after that? I almost died to that boss, and then it was like a short walk across the mansion to get... And, and a random enemy encounter wiped my party. Oh! <laughs> because they all cast Confuse, and I have no way of avoiding that. And I killed myself. <laughs> Damn. That's and epic. I was like, fuck it! I don't want Vincent! <laughs> yeah. In in battle, I didn't ever really plan to use him much. Myself. Yeah, so I figured that was no crazy loss. Goofy, I was like, eh, maybe I should But I didn't feel like... I, I had the party I wanted. Um, let's see what else did I have in my note here. Um, I ended up relying on a guide to push it through to the end and not spending even longer on the puzzly parts, uh, like the snow mountain. So the snow mountain, I was just like, I need a guide for oh, this. I, I don't I, know where to go. <laughs> I think I used a guide for that even on my first time, actually. Yeah, that that's yeah. a hardcore, like old school RPG puzzle. We're gonna, th- it'll be like endless fights that you have to slowly run away from or fight through. And I was just like, no, it's, no, thank you. Well, it was the the huge area. Like you had no idea where to go, right? So I think massive yeah. area, screens where your character's like a pixel, and you're just running yeah, across. exactly. And I was like, where am I going? <laughs> so I, just, I think the only way you can get through that is basically to just. Uh, bust out pen and paper and map out the whole area yourself. I guess and so, yeah. Then... And then there's this whole mechanic where you can freeze and get reset back to the beginning. Exactly. Like, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, so that's kind of my my top level, like, what I didn't do, like, the major standouts. Uh, and, like, all, like, the, you know, the crazy endgame shit I didn't get. I didn't get all the summons and whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you missed some good stuff, man. I know, I know I missed some good stuff. Did you go... Uh, did you did you fight any of the weapons? Um, like, did you at least fight Emerald Weapon, who was the underwater one? Uh, no, I did not. I didn't do a lot of underwater stuff. Okay. So yeah, I I was trying to get through it, um, but yeah, no, the weapons like the optional bosses. I tor- there was a period toward the middle there. I was like, I'm gonna do everything. I gotta follow this guy. <laughs> and then I, did. I was like, I can't. I don't have time to do this. Um, so my next question. Wait, wait, wait. Was, I think this is oh, a go good ahead, go ahead. part for me to go ahead and just tell you all the cool stuff you missed. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> so yeah, you missed uh, freaking Yuffie, <laughs> who's like always yeah. coming. She's like a charming character who's like kind of a weird. You know, you know, I didn't think she was charming at all, but I got her anyway. <laughs> is she like a jerk? What? Like, what did you yeah, think she's she like a, a a kind of a an annoying teenager, kind of how I think of it. Okay, an, an annoying you. outgoing teenager though, not not an introverted one. But anyway, um, so yeah, you you miss like her uh, scene where she steals all your materia, but uh, you miss her her ability, which is her. I think that's her. no, not her ability. You miss. What I think is the main, no, the only reason I freaking want to have her is there's one of the materials called Morph. Do you remember that one? Morph, yeah. I didn't know what to do with that. Um, well, you put it on, like, say, a weapon, and then when you hit, hit the enemy. Oh, no, no, that's right. You use it on the enemy, and they get turned into items. Wasn't that it? Yeah. Oh. And so, but when you do it, what you have to do, you deal, like, a tenth of the normal damage. And the way it works is you have to kill the enemy with morph to have them turn into the item. But freaking for whatever reason, and it's not explained in game ever anywhere, 
just Yuffie's strongest weapon, ultimate weapon, it's called the Conformer, I think, has no freaking penalty when using Morph. And I would take her down into a sunken ship that you can find when you get the submarine. There's, yeah. this, there's this crashed, sunken, I think it's called the Gelnica. It's a plane, actually. Go in uh-huh. there, freaking start morphing everybody. Boom. Freaking power sources, magic sources, speed sources, and oh, luck sources. Yo. Whoa. There's your max stats right there, I yeah, guess, right? It takes time, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, for me anyway. Okay. So yeah, you that missed that. Like a very Zoltan. <laughs> that sounds like a very Zoltan thing. <laughs> yeah, I like doing that kind of stupid <laughs> stuff. Um, you missed freaking uh, Emerald Weapon is like my favorite boss battle in the game, I think. Uh, Why? Well, because he's underwater. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> that, that's just neat. <laughs> I guess really that's it. And, you know, you're in this blue area and he's green. So I guess the colors are appealing to my eyes and that's about it. And also, um, the way that I took him out was just the best thing ever. Uh, because those weapons, the thing about them is they deal insane damage and have insane HP, right? And uh, mm-hmm. the hardest one is, without a doubt, Ruby Weapon, who's in the desert. And I don't know if I ever beat that dude. But uh, I, I saw a video of the guy I was watching while he was running through like late game stuff. Because this was actually stuff he did after he beat the game. Yeah, like, I was oh. about to turn off the video. I was like, all right, he's done. And I looked on the timeline. There's like 20, 30 minutes or more. Or more. I forgot how much. I was like, what was he doing? And he's running around, and he beat all the weapons. I think he'd be Emerald then, and then he went over to Ruby. And that shit took him a long time. <laughs> Ruby took him a long time? Yeah. Yeah. He was, I, I don't know what he was doing. I don't remember what his strategy was. I was trying to like get the overall gist of what he was doing. And I just remember looking back at the video while I was playing. I was doing something. I was like, he's still fucking fighting this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are cheesy, exploitative ways to like get the upper hand and stuff. But the intended way is you go in there... And he freaking takes out two of your guys just off the battlefield entirely, and you're supposed to solo his ass. Oh. <laughs> and then he, he like, was fighting alone. I thought that was a strategy. Maybe that was something the boss was doing on purpose. No, boss takes out like one way that you can avoid that. I think is if you go in with the two people already dead, and then he'll like oh. put his tentacles into the ground, and then he won't do the thing where he takes out two of your guys right off the bat. So you can do that, I think. But the intended way is apparently just to go solo. And, man, it's crazy. I remember back when I was in college, so a little bit after the game came out, uh, and one of my friends at the time was a crazy JRPG dude. And uh, he, he's like, I can't beat that freaking ruby weapon, man. I use freaking Knights of the Round and then Mime, and then another person mimes that again. And, like, so three Knights of the Round. And then he just yeah. kills me after that. And like, what do I do is what he told me. And I, yeah. I was just in awe at what he was telling me. is amazing. But freaking Ruby, man. I had the best freaking strategy ever, yo. You know the counterattack materia? Yes. You know if you master it, it, cre- it creates another copy of a counterattack materia? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So all of so, them are that okay. way. All of them, if all you right. master it, you get another copy of it that's not mastered for free. Just mastered. all magically. So I mastered like nine of those and put them all on him. He attacked once, and I counterattacked nine times. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's way faster than Knights of the Round. <laughs> I, I, yeah, anything would be that fucking summon. The summons yeah. in this game. Are, it's like from the grand era of long summons. It is, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, and that was like the most famous one, right? That one and also the biggest one in FF8 is like 
also really long. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so you missed that. You missed Chocobo Racing. Did you race Chocobo as much? Uh, only the one time. Oh, the one I time, just yeah. I didn't like it because you had to. You had to do it for the story. Yeah, I I don't actually think Choc. That's a good point. I actually think Chocobo Racing is kind of not great. Like because... I found it not challenging. I'm like, all right, these guys aren't really catching up. Like once I speed up and then whatever, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, you can't like move left or right at all either. You just Mm-mm. move fast, speed up or slow down. And then there's a a secret thing you can do where if you hold L2 and R2 or something at the same time while playing it, like you just constantly regain stamina throughout the mm. race so you can sprint way, way longer. <laughs> mm. so, so I cheated like that. And, uh, you know, I did that too. Because I think you have to like up your chocobos to like S rank racing or whatever to uh, increase the chance to get a golden chocobo, which you can then take mm. to go find the Knights of the Round Cave and... Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like breeding a long a gold chocobo was kind of fun, and then, and then after getting it, the ultimate like bestest freaking, um, uh, just reward you could ever get is that freaking knights of the round. Like you've had a million summons, they're all kind of cool. They all hit once or twice, and then you get the yeah. summon that hits thirteen times for like <laughs> nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine most of the time. It's like that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, when I was watching that, there was a um, in Final Fantasy XIV, if I'm not mistaken, there is a uh, dungeon boss that basically does that summon attack on you because the uh, 14 is like a giant homage to to other ones, every yeah. Final Fantasy game ever. And I remember knowing that was what this was. And while I was watching the guy in the video play through and, and some of the thing, I was trying to like look for the similarity. And it's a little similar, but I got some appreciation for it. The thing though, about the gold Chocobo was, I didn't know what it was. Do- I don't know what it was for. Yeah. And I saw him just run around <laughs> up straight. mountain. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, Holy shit. No wonder people really want that. thing. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's most of the stuff that you missed. Yeah, just you know, fighting the the whole the whole point of the end game is finding all the big crazy materia and find, fighting the weapons is like what it's all about, really. Sure. So so that that kind of covers. So that's like mostly the gameplay stuff and maybe yeah. a little bit with with Vincent some story related things. I don't know if Goofy had like a to care about her story at all. I didn't actually. I don't even remember. Yeah. Like, I don't think she had any connection to like. Shinra or no, Sephiroth she stuff. She just or came ancients. from Wutai and she has some weird redemption story where she's trying to like fight her dad or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing you missed. Uh, if you the um, Colonel Trigger, the gold standard for side quests, but uh, a really yes. really solid second. Freaking Final Fantasy VII, just searching around the world to find everyone's ultimate weapons is pretty cool in my opinion. In this game? In this game, yeah. Like, for example, oh. uh, you go and visit Lucretia, I think, with Vincent to get his final right. weapon or something. I saw um, the guy do that, too. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. So I was really into uh, once I found out. But I didn't know. Man, I remember when I was young playing these games and also Final Fantasy VIII. I, at the end of the game, I was like, yeah, I think I did everything. And then, like, look on a guide and, like... Oh missed like everything (laughs) and i thought like man i missed all this awesome stuff oh that's amazing and then i'd go back and get it and i had fun so yeah i also really like getting people's ultimate weapon (laughs) 
Yeah, this is one of those games where it's hard not to absorb quite a lot of it. And I knew this game had a lot of like kind of infamous extras that were like very arduous to kind of get. So I kind of kind of figured I wasn't going to get them going in. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that does sort of lead very tangentially into my uh, next question here, because we were talking about Vincent earlier on and his involvement in the plot. Did you find the plot in this game confusing? Um, only kind of. The thing is, I wasn't really, for me, back then, anyway, it's more confusing to me now that I know there's all this yeah. stuff. But back then, to me, the plot was, gotta kill Sephiroth, because right. he's trying to blow up the world. And it was simple as that to me. And mm-hmm. he, he was an ancient, and he was mad that humans killed the ancients or something like that. That was about it to me back then sure yeah so, i was trying to get the deeper context because i'm you know we're both older now um yeah. and i'm trying to look for this in whatever i read or watch and i was trying to like get like what is going on like okay i had no idea about a lot of the events in the middle like third of the game where you kind of it's revealed like cloud isn't really who he thinks he is yeah that was and, amazing that was kind of cool because I totally didn't know that existed in this game at all. Nice. I had no idea. Um, so that whole part was like, whoa, is he not, is he not Cloud? <laughs> is that guy even his name? He's, he's Cloud, um, but he wasn't the guy cloud. who was in Soldier First Class. And he for was... like a hot second, I was like, is he like not even Cloud? Like, <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> um, and I, I knew Zach, like, because again, it's really hard not to know something about this game before you go in today uh i knew zach the guy with the black hair was originally planned by the developers to be the protagonist oh i didn't know that and yeah it's like a little factoid i saw in some like trivia video a long time ago so i kind of absorbed i knew that and i was like okay what does that mean for like the final version of the game i didn't know that until i played it um and and zach's name doesn't come out for a long time right it doesn't and you can kind of see, because Zach's involvement is kind of like splotchy. Like, I think Cloud was supposed to be... Actually, Cloud was added on way later and made into the protagonist. Originally, they wanted Zach, guy with the black hair. And then they went with a very different aesthetic, and that became Cloud. And then they had Zach still, like, developed, like, asset-wise. And they just they worked him into the plot some other way. And he was really only in there very briefly. But I thought the whole idea of Cloud as this sort of um, too cool for school, like anti-hero type character, but it's all like bullshit. Like, that's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> that angle is actually, I was expecting a lot less, I guess you could say, out of like the arc for this character than that. And it's not like mind-blowing. Some people really think this game is... Mind blowing. Did you think like there was like crazy shit going on in this game? Like so that whole never... the, the, mm-hmm. the thing there was mind blowing moments to me, and the main one was the whole wait wait it wasn't him it was Zach all along, and the right. whole arc of where you go into Cloud's mind and uh, you know yes. fix his personality that was a whole freaking mind blow to me. And yeah, that segment was I thought good, but the overall arc of the character as it as it ended. I was like, okay, I see that now. Like, that's pretty cool. I wasn't like standing back from the end of this 
game and go, what the fuck? Like, oh, yeah, I guess I was in the middle of it. Yeah, I in the middle I was too. Yeah, at the end I was like, yeah, we saved the world. Good job, guys. That was it. Yeah, Cloud, Cloud <laughs> is a nice guy after all, and Sephiroth really is bad. We, we killed him a yeah. lot. We killed Sephiroth <laughs> a lot. Exactly. Killed him a whole bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. We hit him like 13 times with freaking Omni Slash or something. Killed him in many forms, many different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If so, you, dude, if you like, so yeah, if you just play FF7, there's like a little bit of <clears throat> side difficult, maybe trivia stuff about it that's hard to follow. But for the most part, you know, it felt like it was mostly just what I said. And like, really, the most difficult thing is just what's up with Zach? and Cloud's mind and all that. And then after you yeah. get that all sorted out, it's like, oh, that was cool. And you know. But then, like, freaking a bunch of other games came out. Crisis Core, af- after, oh, no, yeah, Beyond Crisis, or After Crisis, and then also yeah. the uh, the movie, what's it called? Children. Children something Advent. children. Advent children. Advent and you put those three all into it along <laughs> with it, and all of a sudden it's this freaking convoluted thing apparently i just realized i watched advent children so many years ago before having played this game and oh, in hindsight did. it's really funny because it made no sense to me i should probably watch it again yeah <laughs> <laughs> it made i was just in it for the pretty visuals which was really what it excelled at so it was i mean i kind of knew that sort of what it was like at the time i was like fuck my face seven eight story stupid and i just was like it's here for the really cool cg visuals and it kind of was but at the same time they were referencing a lot in my mind i was going back like oh okay this makes more work. Oh, okay that's it oh, blah, blah, blah. but it's still been forever since i saw that movie mm. uh i should probably watch it again but um yeah so I, the parts that i thought were really confusing were like what is genova what exactly is oh, kind yeah. of going on there and like what is like, parts of that felt very muddled to me and maybe i wasn't reading closely enough or like what the ancients are and what they did like a lot of things they talk about but don't show and um like how sephiroth ends up where he ends up at the end of the game so i ended up watching a uh plot summary toward the end after i watched that long play because i was still like a little lost <laughs> and it actually showed it up really nice like i got the whole idea of it like um so i guess yeah at the time i i thought the the, the plot the, the revelations in the middle half a third of the game were pretty cool i was really prepared for this game to go like some wild fucking directions but then i thought uh, it's probably not that wild because Cloud is still Cloud and everything I've ever seen him in since. <laughs> yeah. So he can't like not can't be someone else. <laughs> I think I was 17 when I uh, played the game, and you think that uh, I don't know a story like Clouds would uh, would relate to me. I would be more related relate, relating to it, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it, but really, my whole favorite thing was just the whole psychological he's not really the one all this time was like my favorite part story-wise i kind of like that i i like i came away from all of this liking cloud as a character more than when i just sort of knew the surface of cloud and his attitude and his visuals and whatever like what you assume he is in the first hour of the game is kind of what i knew cloud to be yeah um and if you don't play the game it's probably what everyone else thinks but, um, but one, I, go ahead. 
yeah, I don't know. Like the thing is, when it comes to Final Fantasy VII, everybody's like, "Oh man, I loved all the characters. I loved. I was so attached to them." And uh, do you mind if we go into some story moments? Yeah, go ahead. So you want to talk about the characters specifically, other than Cloud? Yeah, and like I want to talk. So you know, there were all these people. All like, I love the characters. I love Cloud, and I love Tifa, and I love Eris, and I'm so attached to them all. And I'm like. You know, I'm not really attached to any of them. I mean, I I like Barrett the most because he's funny, and um, yeah, I like, cool. yeah, and I like um, freaking Yuffie because of her final weapon, and then I like Cloud because he's of his like because he's good in combat and he's got a big sword, and I like his uh you know his story arc. But I don't know, and like people who with spiky ass hair like that and freaking um, Sephiroth with long ass beautiful hair like that. Visually, very much appealed to me, but uh, for some reason, I was never attached, and so therefore, here comes the big talk. When freaking Ares died, did mm-hmm. not feel much. Okay, that, that was, was actually going to be my next point. Like, what was your reaction to that scene? So, oh shit, didn't... she's dead. Damn it, I wasted oh, shit, all that dead. time on her. <laughs> yes, as the in the gameplay sense, yes. <laughs> um so did, did you think she was gonna die did you you didn't know about that beforehand i don't, I don't think i knew about it beforehand okay. but then when it happened i was i mean i was a little bit surprised but yeah i don't know i, I wasn't attached to her at at all so sure i wasn't mind blown or or like sad I, or anything i think the people and i don't want to speak too much for other people but i think the people who were particularly moved by characters like tifa and um eris or eris yeah whatever you want yeah um <laughs> they were probably right at that age where like i wish i had this person as a girlfriend oh yeah yeah like, well i was at that really age. all <laughs> sure but i mean that doesn't mean everyone had that exact thought but i think a lot of the people who were really invested in those characters i think were kind of projecting themselves on this too cool guy as cloud Mm. and they were like man he's got these two cool girls in his life and they're awesome mm. and then one of them just fucking dies (laughs) you know i think i was doing that for final fantasy 8 to be honest but we'll talk about that on that episode (laughs) um sure so because and i say that because now at my age, I'm like, they're really trying to make you uh, feel for these characters, these women. They're really trying to put you in that shoe of, like, young romance. Mm. And, it, you know, it, it read as very flat and very obvious, but, uh, and especially up, right up until the point where Eris dies, I was like, oh, this is where she dies. <laughs> like, it, all the warning lights were going off. Like, oh, you knew the moment, walking huh? down this... I didn't know the exact moment. Obviously, I knew she did die because it's the only damn thing anyone talks about. Yeah. But um, I could tell I was getting real close because I was all of a sudden there was a lot of empty long hallways. Yeah. <laughs> and really like cinematic <laughs> slow music. Something's and, gonna happen here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the scene worked a little better than I thought it was going to. Like the actual scene itself where she died. I was like, okay, all right, this is this is not a total crap show. Um, but again, like like yourself, I was like, all right, Eris, she was my best healer. <laughs> R.I.P. <Yeah. laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess at that big moment, 
I wasn't moved by Red 13. Anything of note to say about this character, this dog man? Um, I, I hate his home. Cosmo Canyon. Um, Cosmo Canyon. Everybody loves Cosmo Canyon. Everybody loves the song, and I hate oh, the song. I don't like that song. I don't like the song, and I don't like the way it looks, just in general. So I am not a fan of Cosmo Canyon. I also don't know why he has a human grandfather. No, he had. Did a, I miss something? He had a dog grandfather. What are you talking about? Didn't he say that guy hovering around was his grandfather? Oh, he referred or is to it him just as some dude. He referred to him as grandpa, didn't he? But yeah, he did. And I saw that in the guide when I was reading up to that point. It's like so-and-so retrocting his grandfather Bugenhagen. Yeah, you can't forget that fucking name. Bugenhagen. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, and I looked at it and I saw he was a a dude. I was like, oh, so did Hojo turn this guy into a dog? No. He just is a dog. He's from a dog race of dog people. Yeah. Wait, well, then maybe Bugenhagen Never was... explained. There's no other dog people in that whole town. I know, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and his freaking... dad was a dog. Yeah. Which I, I, I got that. Like, that was his dad okay. who was defending the That's town. That's right. The I was like, oh, okay, so... Holy crap. Yeah, no sense. No, they never address it. <laughs> And then at the very end, it's when it's like a laughable, like five billion years later at the end. And then like fucking <laughs> like three red 13 dog people are running around. And who did he I'm have like, those more of them? Yeah. Yeah. Why is he just both split in half? Like what's going on? I think another moment that uh, people thought was like a mind blow moment was when they found out Kate Sith, if you can pronounce it that way, uh, was actually... A Turk from oh, Reeve. Oh, right. Reeve was his name? Yeah. Reeve. I didn't know who it was, actually. I just heard in the... I just read in the thing. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a spy in Midgar working for the Shinra, as they always say. Yeah. Um, Being con- <laughs> controlling like, oh, him as a robot. Shit. Yeah. He's a puppet. I, I knew he was a puppet. I knew he was like a stuffed animal. But it- I thought he was just magic. Oh... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's a machine. Yeah, just... he's a machine, and there's more than one of them. And yeah. <laughs> there's like a Moogle and a cat involved. I, I don't know what the details are there. <laughs> yeah, that's just what the thing looks like. Yeah, it's kind of weird that it's like a statue. It's it's a it's like a mascot of a giant Moogle with a cat riding on it. Like, who thought of Black that? Cat. Top of it. I don't know. And there's, there's not like a thing that's anywhere else in the game. So yeah. I don't know where they <laughs> took it from. But I liked him as a character, gameplay wise. Uh, I never I used, used him. him. Yeah, I used him a bunch toward the end. He was like a good magic user and healer. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? We had uh, Sid. I like Sid in a general way. I wasn't like... I, I was actually I a little bit other, surprised by him. I liked other Sids in Final Fantasy more. I was really surprised by this Sid where like, I didn't expect... I mean, back then, I guess I didn't expect. Now I know about it. But even now, I think I was like, man, it's just like such an odd... I, uh, not a weird idea. I mean, it's a normal idea, but it's not the character, the kind of personality that you'd expect the guy uh, to have a to be on a character that's going to join your party where the guy is pissed all the time. He's swearing yeah. all the time. And I think he hits Shara, doesn't he? Uh, I thought he hit her once at least. Oh, 
gosh. Yeah, I think I, it does. I think he hit her. Yeah, just like right in front there's, of us. Pop. There's a little Holy bit. There's a little bit of female, uh, male on female violence in this game here and there. Yeah. So I was pretty surprised by him. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't really care about it for him. I was all about uh, the bear at the cloud and the Tifa. That was me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, those are probably the core characters that have the best stories and are the most human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Tifa has a especially robust backstory, but she's a nice person at least. She has know. a robust bust. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. She makes like for a nice, like supportive person. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, Character-wise, combat-wise, I used Cloud. Obviously, I used Red Thirteen a bunch, and uh, originally Eris, and then I kind of swapped her out for Kate Sith and or uh, Tifa a little bit. Mm-hmm. Red Thirteen really good at just attacking. He's got crazy attack stats, like physical. Huh. Attack. Yeah, it's, so it's been, it's been a long time. I like him for that reason. <laughs> I like him for that reason. I was just all about the dude with the gun arm. That was really fun, and the fact that he could reach stuff that other people yeah, couldn't reach to. He was bared a whole bunch. Now that I think about it, and then that that means that his weapons are all long range. You could put him in the back row, and he'll take does, half damage. That's right. He does have uh, melee weapons you can buy yeah, a few, for him. Yeah, yeah. He, he does have a few, but I like the uh, long range ones. So I can put him in the back row. <laughs> Vincent, not really a character that you used, I guess. You kind of left him alone. Yeah, not much. I think once you really understand how his limit break works, he's probably awesome, but I never really understood oh, okay. it. So, Although he does have a couple like uh, famous like combinations. So yeah, shouldn't we talk about that materia and equipment combinations? Because that was one of the cool things about FF7. Oh, I may have glossed over. There were, I felt like I was missing the point on some of this. You probably were. And the thing probably is, was. after you go back, after you finish playing it, and you go watch, for example, a YouTube channel, I think it's 7-4 or 8-4 Productions is the name of the freaking channel. But uh, it's this dude just telling you everything you ever wanted to and didn't want to know about Final Fantasy VII. Okay. And you watch his freaking combo, uh, materia combo freaking videos and your mind gets goddamn blown and so one of the things i remember hearing and being like what was that freaking vincent has a weapon like a sniper rifle or something it's called and it says uh-huh. in the freaking item description 100 percent chance to hit never misses and then you put that with the freaking uh, what is it called the death blow material which is just a try oh, to critical boy. hit the enemy yes and you right. never miss critical hits with him anymore <laughs> what that was amazing and then you know, there's crazy things where you can link, for example, the final attack materia. Did you get the final attack materia? Uh, no. It's the, It means that when you die, before actually laying down on the ground, you can cast one thing as your <laughs> final attack. And so the most popular one is to just stick freaking the Phoenix Summon on there and bring yourself and everyone else back to life before you die. <laughs> when you die mm. so you kind of just don't die but then there's other crazy stuff you can do like like well i can't think of any of them now but like it's like you can put for example like neo bahamut a summon okay it's a summon material mm-hmm. let's say it's mm-hmm. neo bahamut and then you can connect freaking hp absorb to it and then you can put another neo bahamut and then you can put mp absorb to it and then you can put oh, another neo bahamut and you can put what else I don't know, something else. And when, when you cast Neo Bahamut, 
all the things that were connected to it, even though they're all separated because they're in pairs, right? Uh-huh. All happen. So it's like max HP, max MP, and you stole from the enemy or while casting bah- Neo Bahamut. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I kind of figured that there were various ways to sort of break this game's battle system because of the way the materia sort of is so integral in what you have access to and the way it levels up and all that stuff. Um, but needless to say, <laughs> I did not break this game at all. <laughs> not really. <laughs> okay, go ahead to your next point. All right. Um, <clears throat> my next question here is, so the combat overall, did you find the combat and like the, like in the main course of the game, uh, particularly challenging? Were there any boss fights in particular that stood out over time that you thought were uh, noteworthy? Because I have just a couple examples. Hmm. Um, overall, I thought it was good. And upon one of my replays, uh, I came to realize just how quick the combat actually is. Because if you go back and play it after you've played FF8 and FF9, you realize the combat got a lot slower, specific, oh, especially boy, in really? Night. Yeah, but oh, dude, man. let's well, dude, let's play freaking remake re- ports to PS4 ports, man. <laughs> they have the speed up option, <laughs> yeah, so thank God for right. that. But before I, that, or get the right Steam version. <laughs> yeah, but before that, like the one that I had played the most was FF8, and I wanted to do lots of crazy stuff in that game. But to fight lots of battles in that game is like every time you go into battle, it freaking it pans across the environment like three <laughs> times before you guys come out and then they pose and then the freaking menu pops up. Oh my God. So I was just really happy that, you know, you're in the battle dudes appear on the freaking battle on the enemies appear on the field. And then the animations are also aside from the summons, of course, are all pretty quick and it all happens really nice and nice and snappy. And I really, appreciate that so i like that about the combat especially later playthroughs Mm -hmm. the first playthrough i didn't really think about it that much but i enjoyed it because you could level up and level up your materia so uh Mm -hmm. i enjoyed that as for bosses that i found were hard back then yeah there were some hard ones um unfortunately sephiroth was not one of them though he was easy for me but uh freaking that that guy you have to kill that experiment guy you have to kill to get the key to to get freaking Vincent had a hard time yeah. with him because like you yeah. start off it's a pretty cool thing that he, they do where you start off you use he's like half magic half physical mm-hmm. dude and then if you use a whole bunch of magic attacks the magic side of him dies and he just goes all physical at like right. twice the power on you or you can do the opposite way and so that's really cool. And yeah, back I wiped then, on that guy a couple times. Yeah, back then I wiped on him a couple times too. And uh, any other bosses that stand out? Oh, the demon wall. I remember being really hard for me back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the ones mm. I was thinking about were like the sort of... Because what I always like in RPG, like especially turn-based games, is how, how much can they leverage the combat system they have at hand to be uh, like a puzzle? So yeah. whenever they do things like you were saying with the Ruby fight uh, oh, yeah. uh, or um, with the, the, the fight to get that key for Vincent, where they, they take a mechanic and they force you into a very specific lane where you can break out or not. They try to force you into that lane and make you play a certain way like, now you got to work on this. I always like that when it works out. And there are certain examples of it where 
I guess it's kind of basic, but all those Genova parts where it's like, all we're going to do is this one element. <laughs> oh, was it that <laughs> way? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so all those like weird big Genova whatevers that you fight throughout the game, uh, they do one element there in all their attacks. So if you know ahead of time, or if you fought them and you died, and you put on any attacks, uh, equipment that makes you immune to like water, you'll take zero damage, or you'll heal. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, and the, the fight that you mentioned is not a really good example. But overall, I think we can agree that uh, the combat in this game is pretty easy. It's pretty mm. forgiving. Like, you don't really have to grind. I didn't feel like I ever had to, you know, I don't know mm. if you did, if you mm. weren't going for, like, bonus uh, fights. Not, you know, a, like not the first time, I don't but, think. Yeah. yeah. So it's a pretty smooth uh, experience, which isn't shouldn't be too surprising considering how popular the game was. Most people had to have gotten through it, right? So otherwise, it probably wouldn't have been so popular. Hmm. I think you're right. Um, yeah, not, yeah, not so, terribly challenging. I, I, I say to be a mainstream game and to not be ridiculously easy, I would say the challenge was just right for that. Yes, I think this is very much a mainstream game, which we have to kind of remember because in today's context, it very much isn't. You know, it, it the yeah. kind of game that it is, even though, even with games like. Dragon Quest Eleven that came out on multiple platforms and sold very well. Despite that, that's still a very outmoded uh, gameplay, mm. and the uh, the mainstream consumer is no longer playing that type of game. Yeah. Um. So it's it's pretty cool to see this uh, a mainstream turn based game. It's kind of interesting when you think about it like that. They they should have. I mean, I think what they're doing with the remake is pretty cool. But yeah, just just for the what you just said right now to like to bring turn based back to the mainstream. I thought you know you guys have to play it in turns, yo. I'm making you do it <laughs> turn based if you want to play the greatest game ever. But people are gonna play it anyway. Uh, you know, just kind of try to show people what turn-based is all about. And what is turn-based all about, in case the audience doesn't know? <laughs> it's about that moment where you're in the boss fight, and it's like, okay, uh, what should I do that's not the wrong thing? That's the thing, is you make the right decision, and then you win. Or you make the wrong decision, and you lose, and it's epic. <laughs> or, yes, or you, you kind of screwed yourself into a hole and you're like fuck if i didn't do that two turns ago yeah if i wasn't paying if i just healed or if i just redid the whatever like <laughs> no, most recent example of that kind of panic that comes to mind is uh shin megami nocturne oh man that we played <laughs> where i had some real like sweat fights yeah <laughs> that game yeah that game is hardcore <laughs> that game was really unforgiving so examples like that are really where turn-based games definitely shine yeah so it was interesting to see uh a mainstream game uh take that approach and sort of make it so the difficulty curve is I don't know, mainstream. Like not to not to make it sound bad, but you just don't get that. Like a turn based RPGs, if I'm gonna play one today, it's probably gonna be pretty hard. <laughs> today? I guess so. I mean, you know, Dragon Quest Eleven is not. But 
I'm just thinking like. Yeah, what game are you they're thinking? They're probably going to be a niche. I don't know. I'm just thinking like they're probably going to be a niche game, and they're probably going to be for people who are looking for a specific challenge. Dragon mm. Quest Eleven being a very big exception because when is that series not a big exception yeah. these days? <laughs> they always are. Um, so I think I have one more question here. Let me see. Uh, actually two. So or one more point in one question so my last question is did you think the ending of the game was bad well i didn't think it was like anything special but i didn't yeah i'm one of those people that uh forgives anything in the ending as long as the game is fun so okay um another game you can look forward to this another game that has basically not much to say about the ending because it's just like, yeah, you won, and then it's over, is Xenogears. So much important stuff happens in the game, but then once you beat it, there's like nothing to say about after it all happened. It's just, good job. <laughs> Everybody's <Yeah>. safe now. <laughs> so I thought the ending was, there's that flash moment where you get like a flash of Eris's face for just like a brief second, and I was like, okay, I get it. Like, she's there in spirit or whatever with the life force doing whatever. And it just like cuts right to the credits. I, I thought I was expecting more in that cut. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I basically, it came off that way to you. Well, basically, what happened is I'm actually, I don't remember what happens. Freaking, I remember like there was an explosion at the crater, and like the yeah, so I don't really remember that much. And then the airship is rocking, Tifa falls down. I remember. Barrett looking off out from the ships watching something explode. It's the meteor. The meteor is crashing into the planet. Oh, the meteor crashed the planet. Quite, and it's not quite being stopped by Holy. Uh, Holy, but then the life force comes out and stops it. The the life also. stream, you mean? Life stream, sorry, uh. I guess. And it's implied that that's Eris. Oh, what? Because <laughs> her face is on the screen yeah. two seconds later for like yeah. half a second. I didn't remember but, that. Mm. Yeah, but there's no, after that, the only resolution is after the credits. Like, I guess you see like the Midgar is totally abandoned and overgrown. You see red 13 dogs. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I thought there should have been more. Like, what happens to these people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I don't know that I've ever... I can't really think of any game where I was like, the ending was like, yeah, so much awesome story at the ending. Interesting stuff happened at the ending. Like, sure, I can't think yeah. of any game, really. Like, basically, my favorite endings that I can think of are the ones where just it has a pretty video and nice music. <laughs> it's like, that's all <laughs> I can really ask from RPGs, because they... They, it's all about the journey, not the destination, yeah. Mel. <laughs> oh, that's very fair point. Probably, if anything, I learned from doing this entire series, that probably should be the one lesson I learned. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I didn't think it was that great. I remember back in the day when, you know, when there was like a bunch of hype about the original Final Fantasy VII. It was like, dude, did you know this game has three discs, and the last disc is all just the ending? Like people would say that, and I was like, holy <laughs> crap. And then I remember seeing it, it's like, well, that's a pretty impressive CG scene that, uh, you know, FMV that they did. But that that's it, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's something I didn't really get, like, where the disc splits were, because the version I played had none of that. Oh. 
Um, like it never indicated where the disc change was. I think the first disc split. I'm just going off memory here. Was it's not after Midgar, by the way. It's um, it's after. I think it's after freaking. Uh, Kate Sith like sacrifices himself in that temple to oh. become smaller and smaller and become the that was weird whatever freaking materia that was I forgot the huge materia or no the black materia the black materia was yeah and then freaking Cloud like gets controlled by Sephiroth and just Cloud hands it over to him yeah that yeah. was kind of a cool scene <laughs> that was a cool scene yeah because it's like it's cool because it's like oh that's like, the least that's the worst thing you could do. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then you he, can he move, does it. You can, you can move uh, clouds like the kid cloud child form around. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's when the disc one cuts off. And then I think disc two, like, starts when you, uh, like, when you unlock the final Northern Crater dungeon. I think when that opens up is the end of disc two, I think. <laughs> and so disc three is final dungeon and fun side quests and ending <laughs> gotcha yeah all right well um if you don't have anything else to say about the story i have one last point here um yeah not really anything to say about the story although okay here's i guess this is lore related i freaking love uh the way they build up how freaking midgar like the lore of midgar simply by having barrett say it's all because of that fucking pizza and i freaking love that line do you what i don't remember this he just like it's right after that very first mission of the bombing and you're on the train oh and you talk to barrett on the train and he's like we ain't got no clean air to breathe it's all because of that fucking pizza it's just got a bunch of like you know fake uh exclamation point kind yeah. of things. So obviously it's it's fuck is what he said. So it's cause of that fucking pizza and the first time the first like three times I was like, the hell is he talking about? I don't know what he means. And then one day it just hit me. When you see the aerial view of Midgar, you know it's like it uh you know, you see the center tower yeah. in the middle and then it's like divided uh-huh. into these triangular sections and it looks like a pizza. Okay, I get it now. And I was kind of Mind blown uh, by that because it's so kind of he's saying it's all because Midgar exists. Like it's the... it's all because of the upper level that we uh, don't have clean air because one they built it on top of uh, our area and oh, two oh, oh. they use all the Mako energy and I guess who knows where the the exhaust fumes go I don't know but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so I don't know yeah I thought that was a really really excellent single one single line kind of. Give, giving you a lot of context, I thought. A lot of fake swearing in this game. Like, a lot. Yeah, Sid and Barrett, right? <laughs> like, a whole lot. Like, in parts where it doesn't make a lot of sense, too. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> I don't know. Just, like, where I'm trying to guess what word they use, and I'm like, what? Like, that sounds like, whoa. Like, why would you? <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. It didn't always <laughs> read correct. Like, it always it felt weird. Uh, okay, so, so my last... My last point here is just the thing that we ought to touch on, and that's uh, the music. Oh, right. So, yeah. I forgot <laughs> uh, about it. <laughs> the music in this game is incredible. Uh, big surprise. All right. But <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely something, even though I heard it, probably 90% of the soundtrack in some form, remixed or another, before having played this, the originals still got caught in my head, like, 
in the shower or in the car nice. parts of it and this this game's full of them like uh i assume you agree i do agree um I mean, it's hard to decide like which one's the best, six, seven, eight, or nine. Which one has the best soundtrack? It's hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. But seven is also very, very solid. And yeah, there are some standout tracks for me. What are your standout tracks? Um, let me think. Now you've put me on the spot here, but uh, what was? Uh, it was one of the Eris themes that I was humming in the shower, like just like unconsciously, like wow, this is really caught in my head. But now mm. I'm trying to remember which one. It's not the generic like tranquil theme. It's I'm trying to remember how it goes. It's not but... the usual dun 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 dun. It's not that one. I think that uh, I think that dun, might dun, be it. Dun, 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 yes. dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's uh, her theme. Yes, I, I think. think mm. I think so. But um. Okay, how yeah. about I throw out some, some go ahead, tracks go ahead. I think my favorite, just right off the bat, the best one for me, the freaking Shinra theme, where it starts off with oh, that piano. So, I freaking love that. I don't know. Like, it sounds really unique. really effective. Like, if you were in New York City walking up a giant evil corporate staircase. That's what it sounds like. It, right? It's just rising action in the store, in the, in the song track yeah, the entire it, time. Exactly. I freaking love that, that song so much. Um, so there's that, uh, of course the world map, which is like the main theme of final fantasy seven. Mm-hmm. That one. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And I freaking love that. There's a mini game where you're supposed to, uh, when during the flashback, you go into freaking Tifa's house, okay, talking story again. Oh, yeah. And you check out the piano, and she's like, wait a minute, Cloud, did you play my freaking piano? And you can choose either, yeah, I played it a little bit, or no, I freaking jammed on it. You could choose which option. <laughs> yes. And if you want to get her final limit break, I think it is, you have to choose that you jammed on it. And then you have to use the controller buttons to play the freaking world map melody. Oh, man. Dun. Dun 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 like that. Right. <laughs> it's freaking genius. So I like that one. Um I freaking love I'm probably the only person. The gold saucer music. Oh, man. I liked it for a little bit, but that song way overstays its welcome. You're in the gold saucer for far too long. Yeah. When that fucking it's so in your face, and man. so in your fucking eardrums. Yeah. So I like that. And uh, there was one more. Oh, that's right. I think it's called I can't remember. It's something heart. But anyway, right right after you finish that first mission and you're walking back to I guess the train station or whatever. Um, what I, I can sing it to you. Dun, dun. It's like a harp part. Oh, it starts off with just string chords. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yes. Dun, dun, dun. And then it yep. goes into this harp part. Really, really yeah. into that part, too. I remember That's that. a really good one. Yeah, th- I remember that being one of the standout tracks back from the first time I played the game. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. And then like, I'd look up tabs for it on the internet or sheet music and then try to learn <laughs> to play it on guitar and stuff back then. <laughs> yeah, I think that is definitely to the game's credit for trying to be as cinematic as it was. And I, I think it's worth mentioning here, uh, this segment's probably the best, because this is where the game 
holds up the most over time, in yeah. my opinion. I'm assuming you agree. I, I agree uh, that the combat also holds up perfectly well. You do? Okay. One of the I best... Think it, uh, I think uh, there are parts of it in the turn-based realm that are have, it's been surpassed, but I think the music is still, like... As far as like even cinematic music goes in games, as they've gotten increasingly cinematic, this game still really stands out because it's not generically cinematic. It's not just like an no. orchestra pit throwing out orchestra yeah. sounds, doing orchestras. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's got uh, some soul behind it, right? It's got some soul and identity behind it. You know what this game sounds like. And that's a really important thing in movies and games. Mm. Uh and this game was a real early attempt at being very cinematic and including characters with very serious stories or realistic stories, at least tempting to and um, worlds that had sort of a history to them beyond like a fantasy history. And I think this game stumbles in some ways uh, because it's really early on and trying to convey these things visually or through dialogue is hard. Yeah. But musically, I think, man, they really, like, they did it. They did it as best as I think they could. Yeah, and we forgot to mention the Sephiroth song, which I think is the first in-game chorus song ever written. Oh really? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, they they way up the tempo on that in Final Fantasy VIII. It's all over the place. They did the, the opening scene is crazy, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the first one ever was the the Sephiroth song. So, kick ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, that and, was a really good boss fight. Song. Yeah. I also love uh, when you're in like the mansion, the Shinra mansion. I think it is it in Nib- Nibelheim. Um, uh huh. And, you know, you feel like, uh uh-oh, where's Sephiroth? What he's doing? He's reading a bunch of books. Oh, shit! And you're running down that staircase, and all you hear is freaking boom, boom. Yes. And then after you finally talk to him, he's like, I'm going to go reunite with my mother or something. Then all of a sudden, the exact same song just continues, but it just adds in the voices. <laughs> Freaking love that. And then he went to go set that town on fire very quickly. Yeah, how did he do that so quick? <laughs> I don't know what he did. All he had was a sword. He walked outside, <laughs> and all of a sudden, everything's ablaze. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the music in this game is Extremely effective. Uh, the battle theme, I think, and this is important, very listenable. <laughs> Any battle theme is going to wear thin. Mm. I think the success of a battle theme in a game like this is how often can you listen to it without getting too sick of it? And I didn't mind this battle theme even toward the end. And generally, my my whole opinion on every RPG ever is that there shouldn't be a dedicated battle theme for random battles because it's just way sure. too much. But I got to say that it was pretty effective, in my opinion, where you're walking through, say, the train graveyard in the beginning, and it's that quiet harp music. Dun, 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 dun. And then right when a freaking random battle happens, the screen goes... And right as that happens, it's it's like, whoa, this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, as a standalone piece, if you just listen to it again for the first time or the first time in a while, it's pretty cool. Like, 
when it's fresh in your mind and you haven't been inundated with it for hours on hours, <laughs> yeah, you can really like appreciate it as a piece, and it's very, very cool fighting music. <laughs> mm, I agree. Um, over time, though, I think the thing that saves it for me is that it is really energetic and not. It doesn't like. There's no like middle part that's like meandering that you get sick of. It's just like this <laughs> yeah. constant like like thumping down of energy and I don't know it works and the opening part's the coolest part and that's important because that's the part you're going to hear the most that's a, that's a good point that there are often meandering parts in the middle of songs <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because those get those suck um, yeah. for a battle scene anyway yeah uh, so uh, if there's anything else you want to talk about on the music not music uh, no. then no, then we can, uh, if you have any questions unanswered for moi. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. You haven't really hit too much on why I thought this game was cool. So was there ever a moment when you thought, oh, this is cool, when you were playing the game? Generally speaking. Um, I think the part where the game really invested me the most is that middle third, where uh, that whole subplot about who is Cloud crops uh. up. Okay. And, you know, what is, because, you know, I don't know, maybe those are the parts that, I, you, you said earlier that you thought that was really cool, but they were kind of like dark, dour parts. I know that's not your thing. So maybe that's not what really, like, blew, attracted you too much to it. Yeah, but the whole, no, 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 the whole uh, psychological aspect and him not remembering stuff and it's an M. Night Shyamalan moment, yo, it wasn't him all <laughs> kinda. along kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Actually, it was really, really fun to me. It was. I didn't find it all that dark, to be honest. Yeah. Um. You know, even also. Oh, well, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Even like Barrett's story was pretty dark. You know, losing hands and it was yeah. taking care of somebody else's kid because he killed himself and it's like, oh crap. But I liked it, so yeah, it was fine. Um, I don't know for me, man. I was playing the game, and you're, you start off, everybody says that it's amazing, the o- opening is amazing because you start off right in the action, and I, I guess that's pretty cool, I don't care, I'm, I always like to start at my house, pers- personally. Um, a traditionalist. I, I guess see. so. I just like to get attached to, like, what well, this is my house and my town, and then, you know, slowly yeah. go out further and further, like, it kind of makes it, the journey more of a big deal. Kind of like if Dragon Warrior. If you had started out in wherever Cloud was living at the time, it would probably be even more depressing. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Some, like, bank apartments. <laughs> but you go in there, and you go into the freaking um, uh, reactor, and when they have yeah. you walk into the freaking elevator, and you push the button, and it's mm-hmm. it goes down, I don't know what it is, that little tiny box and go push the button and you interact with it and it it just that moment i thought holy crap this is kind of cool and then (laughs) as soon as you walk off that elevator i believe is when the reactor music theme starts the dun dun, dun, the slow Uh one not the not the bombing mission one yeah that thing so that's that's right and you're walking through it's like okay this is pretty cool this is pretty cool and then um the, then I guess like the moment that solidified it, like, okay, I'm on board, ready to play me some Final Fantasy VII, is when you have to go to the Shinra Tower, my favorite, one of my favorite dungeons of all time in any game. Just It's such a freaking cool dungeon. And I guess the reason is that it's like a company 
and it's a building sure. with humans, I yeah. guess. You know, when when um you know we're gonna go to the magical ruins, anything yeah. is possible. When anything yeah. is possible, then nothing is in- interesting to me kind of good point so but yeah you're gonna I go see, i think i see where you're going with this but yeah when you go so you can choose to go to the staircase or the front door which did yeah. you choose uh i did the staircase me I too feel like that was a mistake no i freaking love that <laughs> climbing up the staircase and freaking like you know they're talking to each other while i do it i love that scene um so yeah i don't know just the whole sneaking around aspect was really fun you get off and then there's like all these puzzles in that dungeon too right like you have to Mm -hmm. um you know go into the bookshelves and find the book that doesn't match and then all this stuff and i thought man this place is amazing and it is like the freaking exercise room and then you go into like the freaking toilet you go up into the air conditioning vent and go listen to that meeting i just was so on board for the entire Mm. shinra tower section Mm. and honestly man that could have been the final boss, and I've been like, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you're making a point here, and I would agree uh, if you are, that this is a game that kind of pivots into a high-tech, modern-ish fantasy world instead of a like, Dungeons & Dragons world. It does, right? Yeah. It does. So, and that wasn't and that's what I was kind of what you're for, playing yeah. off of here. Yeah, I'm just playing off the fact that it's like more human and grounded for that part, got, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. As opposed to just it's magic. Anything can happen. Anything could exist inside this temple. I don't know. When I hear I'm going to go to a temple, I'm usually not all that excited. <laughs> when <laughs> I, mean, I hear you do in this game. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, but uh, when I hear so, then like I have to go there, and if it's awesome, once I get there, I'm happy. But before I go there, sure, next destination, such and such temples, like uh, there better As be some fun puzzles. To, like, let's <laughs> infiltrate the Shindra headquarters. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I was all on board for that. Yeah, let's sneak into some guy's house. Okay, this is right. now I'm excited. This sounds thrilling and stuff, yes. and I gotta not get caught. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just that is one of the coolest dungeons in any game ever for me. Hmm. Did you have any favorite areas? Because for me, it was like that building. And then, of course, I freaking loved the Golden Saucer. The Gold Saucer. Um, and I, I the guess... The really high areas were pretty cool. I thought... I Junin. Knew... Junin was cool. Junin was cool. I thought it was a little too big. Like, I didn't know that there was a lot going on there, though. Like, mm. They had a million enough. shops in there. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Uh, Nibelheim probably because a lot goes on there. You revisit that a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty cool looking place. Midgar, I felt like I wasn't there enough, and I didn't really care a bunch. But um, yeah, this is a game that pivots into this world of high technology for Final Fantasy. Prior to that, it really didn't have that at all. It was all very like. I don't know what seventeen hundreds ish era, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now we're in like this sort of dystopian future setting. And except for Final Fantasy Nine, every Final Fantasy since has been somewhere in that similar setting. No, twelve also went back to old. Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah, twelve. But yeah, this one. Yeah, so seven, eight, and then ten also was kind of. Uh, I guess high tech. Kind of was super high tech. Yeah, that was like future city. 
Spiro. Oh, that's right. That yeah, that he was in. He was like a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, Xanarkand in the beginning was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then twelve wasn't, but then thirteen was high tech, and then fifteen super high tech. Was also 15, high tech. Yeah. Four, yeah, eleven and fourteen are not, but they're like MMOs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a mark to play because all the prior Final Fantasies were not. Mm, indeed. Yeah, that, that was tried. a big departure. Yeah. Yeah, and then you had, I remember this being sort of a big thing for games like uh, Earthbound, where like, it's set in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> with houses and people and cars. Yeah. Uh, you know. Police so, officers and hippies. Police officers <laughs> and moms. <laughs> and here you have like offices and dudes like cubicles and TV screens and trains. And I yeah, that was something new for a fantasy role-playing game. And I think they, they definitely set a tone for it. It didn't really occur to me, since I'm coming to it so out of step, that that's sort of a big deal for this game. It was, at least, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, another uh, question. Just a quick one now. Which waifu do you prefer and why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's important. Um, Obviously not I Yuffie, because you didn't get her. <laughs> Obviously not Yuffie. If I had to pick Tifa, because I think Eris is, um, I don't know, she's too, what, like. You don't like her personality? Fake. I don't know. She's nice, but she's too, like, anime perfect. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I guess so. perfect little person who is perfectly innocent and whatever. I don't know. She felt too, Tifa seems like a real human being. <laughs> I see. Yeah. That's what I I prefer Tifa as well. Not just for her body, but also for her personality. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um uh, Who did you date at the Gold Saucer? I believe it was Tifa. Oh no, it was Eris. It was Eris. It was Eris. It was Eris, uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the easiest one that the game sort of hands you. If you don't like there are certain things you can do. You apparently you can date Barrett. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't even seen that happen, but uh, I heard, I read that that's an option. If, like somewhere, if you want to date Barrett, blah blah blah. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's one of the trophies in the PS4 version, probably on the oh, achievements great. too. <laughs> is it actually like? Do they say they're going on a date? Do you know like how they structure? Or is it like? I'm bored. Let's do something. Well, I don't remember the words, but you know, okay. freaking Barrett comes to your room. <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah. okay, let's go out or some something like that. I don't oh, remember. But, uh, yeah, they don't say the word date, and he doesn't dress up or anything either. But uh, they go on the bromance date, right? <laughs> They'd make a lovely couple. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> yeah, and you ride that uh, that freaking ropeway thing, and yeah. you can push the button to look out the window, and every time you do, oh. a freaking FMV video plays of whatever area you're over in the Golden Saucer. Gold Jesus, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? You didn't like push the look out the Ooh. window button? I, I guess I didn't. Uh, does it say to do that anywhere? Or you just push no. the button. No, but I mean, you're just sitting in that freaking cart. You're going to yeah, push some there, buttons, like, dialogue? right? There is dialogue. But... So I was probably just pressing the button for the dialogue. Oh. I didn't know there were other buttons. <laughs> yeah, you can like, do a couple little movements, and one of them is to look out the window. And several times throughout the, the, the journey, you can. Look out there, and you'll see like a bunch of fireworks going off, and you'll see this area and that area, and FMV sequences, so it's pretty cool. Interesting. 
Yeah, I think that's all I had. My biggest concern uh, thing that I wanted to talk about was freaking Shinra and the Shinra headquarters because that is the coolest thing ever to me. <laughs> the Shinra. Yeah. We the Shinra. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is that weird? <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that whole opening couple of hours extremely strong. President dies right away. They blow up half like a third, you know, an eighth of the town. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. Everyone yeah. dies. One slice of pizza gone forever. Including everyone <laughs> on top. Like, right, sure it they on. died too. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? That was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, very strong opening. And I think it, it then kind of goes on to be a more standard fantasy adventure with more standard seconds, I think. Yeah. Right? Like, I like Not when so you, high tech. I like where right after that the next place you go is calm and you go into the inn and you just like sit down and like, okay everybody, I'm gonna tell you a story and We're in an RPG now. <laughs> yeah, and they talk for an hour about flashbacks. They do. <laughs> I really like that though. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh so I think that's all I had. If yeah. that's all you had. That's all okay. I have too. So that was fun. Wow. Overall Final Fantasy seven. Overall opinion? Overall opinion. Um, really liked it. Would play it again. Wouldn't play it again. What do you think? I This is one of those, I'm glad I played it, but I don't think I'll be, like, I'm not hankering to play this game again. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm glad that I took the time and I did play this game. It's one of those touchstone, experience, touchstone experiences where uh, I think it's important if you're going to talk about games at length at all that you should kind of try to make play the time famous to play ones. this game. Yeah. yeah. Um I this is one of those games right up there with Chrono Trigger in my opinion. Not not level in all terms in all features, but it's in that category of games. Ocarina of Time being another one, you know, maybe Mario sixty four, other things in general. Um it's in there. It's definitely in that category. This is a very important game. I like to talk about games in terms of their artistic importance first, and then we can kind of get into the gritty about like, where do you rate this out of ten? Blah blah blah. <laughs> but artistically, and for the medium, for the history of games, FF Seven, no doubt, very important. Super important. Try yeah. to take the time to play this one. Uh, but for me, probably not going to play this one again. Maybe not for a very long time. If I do. So I mean, you've played now FF Six, FF Seven, and FF Twelve are the ones you played. Oh, 10 as well, and right? we also played... Didn't we play one of the earlier ones? Oh, and we, we played 4 also together. That's right. played 4, yeah. and that was the earliest one we played, right? That's the earliest one we played, yeah. So, right. Yes. Um, where does and this I rank among 12, those? And I yeah. played 10. And 13, right? And 13, and if you want to count 14. I don't want to count 14. <laughs> okay. It's not so where does it rank among those, those five, yeah. Gosh. I'll just go to the list. Do you like it better than your favorite one, 12? No, I don't like it better than 12. Do you like it better than 6, which is the one that had lots and lots of uh, combat possibilities and had <sighs> Kefka? Uh, I'm going to have to say no. I'm one of those guys. I'm going to put 6 above 7. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty... It's hard for me to choose, too. Like, I, these days, I tend to rate games personally on how much I want to go back and play them again. And I think I'd Fair. rather play six again and like just try to do something new because that's that's a game that yeah. has uh 
Well, I don't know. Seven does too, but six has even more just like different possible ways to go about playing it, strategies and challenges you can yeah. do. So I think I prefer six. And then you probably – what about more than four, which is a solid game, but uh, we, we – we... I'm going to put four. I'm going to say right now just out of this listing, four is probably just going to go on the bottom. Okay. Yeah, I think I put four on the so bottom. So then I think next would come ten. this game – what about 10? And then 10. Okay, so you like 10 more than this one, huh? No, this game and then 10. Oh, okay. So this game is... You also... Okay. So from the bottom, it'd be 4 and then 10 and then this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then 6 and then 12. Yeah. I think for me, it'd be about this... Maybe the same, yeah. Yeah, 10's okay. 10's another game that's okay. I'm kind of glad I played it. I like thinking about it that <laughs> uh, sounds strange yeah i like the spirit <laughs> but... <laughs> grid a lot i like the spirit grid a lot and leveling okay. up and doing all that but yeah not not a game i'm itching to go back to didn't play that buy that remaster <laughs> i just don't want to freaking dodge lightning bolts again <laughs> well you don't have to that was a side quest <laughs> but i want to get all the weapons <laughs> so <laughs> okay uh... all right all right so then so you have to take uh, us out. Is it me? Am I taking us out here? Um, well, you need to introduce us the next game that I'm uh-huh. gonna play for the Ooh. show. Okay, we are gonna play on our next episode sometime in this lunar century. <laughs> we are gonna be playing Metal Saga. Oh my God! I never. You've heard all of it heard <laughs> played and love this game. Everybody right? knows Metal it. Saga. Everyone knows. Everyone has a pre-baked opinion on Metal Saga. You're already spoiled, right? Prob- yeah, I heard. All- <laughs> I heard that somebody dies. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't all right. Know. <laughs> so this one's a little more obscure than Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Yeah. But this is a PS2 RPG uh, that I think I found by accident. <laughs> mm. Just tell it me, is, is it turn-based? Yes. Okay. So, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. I'm really looking forward to uh, what uh, Zoltan has to say now. How exactly are you going to be playing this game? What so method? I, I have the actual PS2 version and a PS2 to play it on, so I'll just be playing it, it old school. I don't think this game is available any other way except emulation. Mm. So, you know, if you're playing along at home... Get yourself, you know, a, a PS2, whatever it's called, emulator, and then yeah. find this game. Or get a PS2. If you're listening to this, you probably have a PS2. You're they probably might, someone yeah. who has a PS2. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so then try and find a copy at a used game store. Maybe a local store has one. It's probably not hard to find. Mm. Um, but yeah, not 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 a uh, giant name. The Metal Saga series. It is a series. It is, huh? It is a series, but it's one of those series that don't have a lot to do with each other. Okay. It's related to Metal Max. If Heard of it. Heard of it. Right. It's very tangentially related, and I have not played any other games in the series. So that's all the background that I'm going to give for now on Metal Saga. Um, I know absolutely nothing about it, so totally the freshest possible fresh person ever that you could ever imagine. Poison. (laughs) Um, So that'll do it for this episode 16, 
right? We're on 16? I believe this was 16, yeah. Oh, boy. Of turn-based memories, look forward to episode 17 when uh, Zoltan has gone through Metal Saga. And also look forward to our, at, you know, roughly weekly news updates mm. for RPG news and sometimes general gaming news that come that uh, we record on weekends. These will come out slightly after. And then whatever little things we have time to make on our own in between. Uh, anything else you'd like to say to the listeners? Don't pay Like, comment, favorite, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Do all those so just, just enjoy the show, you guys. Just enjoy the show. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good day. Have a good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.